Welcome to the Leadership on Demand podcast, presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina, located in historic downtown Charleston. I'm Colonel Tom Clark, Executive Director of the Krauss Center, and we are proud to share an inside look at the training, thinking, and experiences of principal leaders. Since 1842, the Citadel has produced principal leaders in all walks of life, and we look forward to sharing some of what makes the Citadel a strong and unique institution with you today. On this week's episode of Leadership on Demand, we will take a behind-the-scenes look at principal leadership training with special guest, Mr. Bill Krauss, Citadel Class of 1963 and namesake of the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics. Today, Mr. Krauss will discuss three important domains the college should focus on to maintain a leading edge in leadership training. Mr. Krauss will be interviewed by the college provost, Dr. Sally Selden. Thank you for joining us for today's Leadership on Demand podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode on Leadership on Demand. I'm Sally Selden. I serve as the provost and dean of the college, and I'm really honored to have Bill Kraus here. Um, and um, he's going to talk with us about his vision for the Kraus Center for Leadership and Ethics. So that's my first question to you, Mr. Kraus. Can you tell us what your original vision was for the Kraus Center? I'm delighted to, uh, Dr. Selden. The, but before doing that, just to give a little context, you know, so I'm a graduate of class of 1963. So for those of you cadets that are listening, uh, this is an old voice, but an old voice that has experience, and so hopefully I'll be able to share some of those experiences. But back to your question. Uh, somewhat, I'm going to say circa 2000, 2001, uh, I had the opportunity to have the then president of the Citadel, General Grimmels, visit me at my home. And during that uh, period, uh, there were a number of things going on, one of which was uh, in, the, in the world of business, there was a lot of misbehavior in business. Uh, companies such as Enron and WorldCom and Tyco uh, were all having fraudulent uh, behaviors, lack of uh, ethics, uh, lack of integrity in terms of the way they were conducting their affairs. And it was really giving business in general a very bad name, and that was sort of something, being an entrepreneur and being in the world of business, that was bothering me. Okay, well, so then, in, in parallel with that, uh, General Grinnells was visiting me, and we were just entering the 21st century, and he was thinking, well, you know, it's time to think about what the mission of the Citadel should be as we go forward in the 21st mm -hmm. century. How can we take what was good in the past with, with something new that would be important for the future? And we came up with this concept of the fact that, well, leadership has always been at the core of the Citadel, but why don't we make it about principal leadership, mm -hmm. about leadership and ethics? Uh, and so, hence was born the idea of we need to instill uh, at the Citadel a sense of leadership and ethics to develop principal leaders, and then from that came the mission to lead in the education development of principal leaders. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the Krauss Center came about, uh, because as we develop and uh, in, in, in gained agreement on this mission with the Board of Visitors, then the next question was, well, what's the curriculum that's needed in order to ensure we're developing principal leaders? And so one of the first uh, roles of the Krauss Center was to develop uh, the curriculum that would apply uh, to the uh, class system. You know, there was a certain set of curriculum for freshmen, certain set of curriculum for sophomore, certain set of curriculum for juniors, certain set of curriculum for, for seniors. And that unique curriculum still continues on today. Uh, and we've now moved on to other things in terms of trying to uh, develop other leadership role models, innovations in leadership, and things like that. 
but so that's how it came about, and I'm very proud of what they've gotten done, and I, I hope you as cadets have had a, all had a chance to experience, particularly Leadership Day was one of those examples mm -hmm. where you all had to go run about uh, in, 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 in the city of Charleston and, and do good work. So that's, that's how it came about. Well, you know, one of the things I appreciate is having the opportunity to talk with you about leadership and things that are happening in higher education. And as you are looking forward and reflecting backward, which I think is something you do very effectively, can you talk a little bit about what you think the environment at the Citadel, how it needs to evolve and change um, as we are moving forward, but maintaining our connection to our past? Well, thank you for asking that question, Dr. Sheldon. It's something that uh, concerns me a lot. Uh, I really do care about my school. I really do care about the cadets that, that come to, to, to enroll here and matriculate and go on to be alumni. And I think there are three different kinds of environment that we really need to pay attention to. Uh, the first kind of environment is the environment where we are continuing a transition from an autocratic autocracy, i.e. hazing, to that of a mentoring meritocracy, and I'll come back to that. The second kind of environment is, is to make the environment at school more conducive, more supportive, and more encouraging for women and other minorities. And the third environment has to do with creating an environment where it's safe and okay for us to talk about things that are worrisome issues and things that are bothering us. So let me go back and develop each of those themes for a minute. Here I am doing things in threes. You know, I started a company called 3Com, and ever since then, <laughs> I've been always doing things in threes. So, uh, you know, talking about the mentoring meritocracy, you know, you know, in the past, the school, you know, has had a reputation for hazing. Uh, and that's just not the way leaders lead. Mm -hmm. The way leaders lead is your mentors and your role models, and you want to encourage the people that you're leading to be better and to do better, mm -hmm. and to provide positive reinforcement and positive encouragement. Now, of course, there are always, you should point out, that there are, there are consequences for negative behavior. But by, by making it in the sense of that you know, there are consequences for negative behavior, but you don't emphasize the negative behavior. You don't demean people. You build them up. You support them. You encourage them. And th these are the skills and the abilities that when you graduate are going to serve you so well uh, in, in the world when you graduate, regardless of the field, whether you go into business, the private sector, public sector, healthcare, legal, whatever. If you've learned how to be a mentor and a role model, that's going to serve you extremely well. Mm -hmm. So that's one part of the environment that you know I feel very strongly about that's important for you, the core, to embellish. The second has to do with providing an environment that's supportive of and encouraging for women and other minorities. In particular, you, the male cadets, are, are really being, have a disservice. You are at a disadvantage because when you graduate, when you graduate and you go into the workforce, 40% of your colleagues are going to be women. So it, it would be to your advantage to be able to learn how to socialize, work together, have colleagues uh, in collaboration and, and so forth. To have, you know, 11% women is just not enough. We need to get that 20, 25, 30%. So creating that kind of environment that's supportive for women, encouraging for women, 
and in particular pointing out that women should be and want to be principal leaders mm -hmm. because when they graduate and go into the workforce, they should learn how to be mentors and role models. And so building on the first environment, being mentors and role models allows you to be a principal leader and that applies equally, if not even more so, for women. And we need to sort of point that out and encourage that. The third environment really sort of speaks to something more recent here, the recent tragedy we've had. And, and that is to create an environment where, and this comes from something I learned in business. In, in business, we would have off-sites uh, of people with common uh, roles and relationships uh, where we would get together as a peer group uh, say six or eight of mm -hmm. our colleagues and we would sit down and start off say have an hour's discussion on what are the things that are exciting uh, that are happening in our business and we talk about some of the things that were exciting and, and share those things things that were going well and working well and by that we were able to learn from each other and we also then spent time talking about what our worrisome issues are what our challenges were what were the things that our fears were and, and, and in that way we were able to have empathy with our colleagues Plus, our colleagues were able to give us advice and counsel as a peer group as to what we might do about our fears and our concerns and our worst issues. And I think we as a core need to institutionalize that. Uh, and I would encourage us to think about having this as an explicit, regular activity, whether it's a bi-weekly or a monthly activity where we get together, say, seniors in M company get together and say two or three groups or six or seven people and sit down and have a fun discussion about, you know, what are the exciting things that we're learning here at the, you know, at the Citadel? What are the exciting things going on in my life? And then spend some time talking about what are some of the worrisome issues? What are some of my challenges? What am I struggling with? And to get the benefit of having our peers hear that and having our peers give us advice and counsel. So it's those three kinds of environments, mentors and role models, encouraging more women, and creating an environment where it's okay and it's safe to talk about our challenges and our worst issues. So as you think about our cadet population today, what are some of the challenges you think they're grappling with in the current context? Well, um, it's a much different world uh, for cadets coming to the Citadel now than certainly when I, when I did. Uh, and, and it's hard for me to empathize, but what's clear is that you know COVID has been you know a what they call that a, a black swan event you know mm -hmm. who would have expected this kind of event and the impact it would have on our society where we've been somewhat isolated uh, and not really sort of being more active in socializing so I, th I think that's had somewhat of a, an effect uh, I, I also yeah. think that on the positive side in today's world, there is no better school than the Citadel mm -hmm. to go to because the work, uh, the, in, 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 the, uh, uh, in the work environment, uh, uh, employers are starving for employees who have discipline and perseverance and who, who get up in the morning and they actually physically go to class. <laughs> And what a novelty in the fact that you would, if you if you recruit somebody from the Citadel, you know that you can expect them to show up and go to work and persevere and be disciplined and get the job done. Mm -hmm. And so employers recognize that about the Citadel. So I can't think of a better place to be in this kind of a world 
where employers need new employees and they're looking for leaders, in particular principal leaders. And so I, I hope that my just by mentioning this to you, the core listening, that you take some pride in the fact that you're at a place that's giving you really good skills that are going to last you for a lifetime. So thinking about when you were here and thinking about where we are today, um, what do you think is better or maybe worse about the Citadel today than when you were a cadet? Well, I, I don't I don't know whether that's relevant. Uh, what's more vele- relevant, I think, is what works for today's young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> when I was here as a cadet, uh, to be frank, uh, it was an environment built around hazing. Mm. It was the exact opposite of what you wanted to see in developing principal leaders. And I think if if there was any benefit of that environment for me, was it taught me what I did not want to be mm-hmm. and what the school should not be. And so I've been on this kick for the last 20, 25 years since I've been more heavily involved with the Citadel through the Krauss Center to really promoting this idea of the transition to a mentoring meritocracy. So I I think that's a big difference from when I went to school here. You know, you you can read the books written by Pat Conroy who, who illustrates that very clearly what kind of school this was. And, and I'm so proud of the leadership we have with you, Dr. Sullivan and General Walters and our new commandant in making the transition of a mentoring meritocracy, making the school a better place for the young people that are coming here. Because it's this young generation, selfishly, it's all of you cadets that are going to graduate and go out in society and be productive citizens of society so you can continue my social security payments. Well, you know, when you think about uh, the role the Crowd Center plays in our leadership development and you're looking forward, what sort of advice or wisdom uh, would you offer in terms of what we need to do from a leadership development model perspective? Well, that's a good question. I, uh, and I think really it stems around the word innovation. Um, you know, as, I, as we've been talking about, the world is changing. It's changed dramatically since I went to school here, and it continues to change. Uh, and, and, and so, therefore, uh, the, the principles and concepts around leadership are changing. And so, how do we, how do we set up uh, some kind of a uh, place, some kind of a mechanism by which we can learn uh, innovations in leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about virtual reality and they talk about the metaverse and all these things. Now, you know, being from Silicon Valley, I do have some connection with that. And I think that's going to have a dramatic impact on the world of work and the world of society. Mm-hmm. And what kind of an impact is that on leadership? You know, what, what kind of innovations in leadership? How can we use the metaverse? to experiment with leadership Mm -hmm. without actually having to have some of the negative consequences of of failure of leadership. Uh, So I I, I think the word innovation best captures it. And uh, as you know, Dr. Selden, I'm on this kick of preaching with you about the Krauss Center playing a role 
mm-hmm. in providing innovation and leadership in, in, in experiments and leadership. Well, thank you. And then I have one final question for you. Um, what piece of advice would you want to leave with the cadets? Is there anything you'd like to say special to them? Well, um, yes. What, what I would say is you, as you think about matriculating and graduating from the Citadel, going through, first of all, you know, whether you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior, at some point you're going to graduate. <clears throat> and when you graduate, what I'd like you to think about, and again, I'm an electrical engineer, so pardon me for giving you sort of a, an engineering perspective here, but if you can imagine uh, an XY axis, and on the X axis, uh, label that uh, capabilities, and on the Y axis, label that motivation. So what you want to position yourself to do is to have high motivation and high capabilities, and that puts you in, quote, the upper right-hand corner, that's where you want to be. Uh, but when you graduate, the real purpose of having been here is helping you learn how to learn because you need to be a continuous learner. And so when you graduate, hopefully you have ambition, which drives high motivation, and you have some skills that you've developed here, So, but you go out into the workforce, and then you're going to go back to not having the right skills. You have to learn some new skills to move back up into that upper right-hand corner. But the thing that drives everything is ambition and motivation. If you have ambition and motivation to be a productive citizen society, you'll get the skills, you'll do well in the world. And uh, that's my hope for any of you that that, uh, here at the Citadel when you graduate. Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor to be able to talk with you today and for you to share your insights and wisdom with the Corps cadets. Well, thank you, Dennis. I appreciate it. That wraps up another episode of the Leadership On Demand podcast presented by the Krauss Center for Leadership and Ethics at the Citadel. You can find us online and we welcome your feedback and suggestions on who you, our audience, would like to hear from in future episodes. Thank you for your time today. We hope you'll join us here again soon for another episode of Leadership On Demand.